Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Eat, sleep, move, stress, control stress, control your stress response, really. So that's what we talked about a lot, is like, okay, be conscious of your calm state and be aware of how much you're responding to stress. Welcome to Series 2 of the One Year No Beer Podcast. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, then hit that button so you don't miss another episode. Well, today on the One Year No Beer Podcast, I am super excited to be hooked up to all manner of things. (laughs) Sat here um, with a drip. Next to Dr. Eniat. Dr. E. Yes. Easier. Dr. E. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for, no. your... Thank you for freezing me. Um, I literally turned my hair or turned grey. Snow, yes. right? Snow. Snow on my chest. Yeah. Um, so today we are here at uh, Human Tomb. Human? Human with it. Yeah, just human. Okay, human to the two. Abstract human to them. No, there isn't. No, okay. Uh, sounds nice though. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a Bollywood song. Human to them. Exactly. Um, so, and, and I've been loving digging into your, your story and uh, what you're trying to do here. Uh, love it. Absolutely love it. So, I uh, really want to dive into a bit of that. But first, let's just talk about um, my little experience there because it's all about me. Um, uh, I love an ice bath, but I went into this cryo chamber. Is that the right words? Correct, yes. Cool. Um, tell me a bit about that, the, the, the real science of it. I do ice baths. Why is that better? Um, it basically gives you more of a um, physiological response. Take, you went down to minus 120 Celsius? Yeah, minus 120 for three minutes. Head, whole body, right? Yep. Um, so at that temperature range, you get more of a physiological response. You get more particularly from your pituitary gland in your brain, you get more growth hormone production and a bit of testosterone as well. And equal that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah and, uh, and so, yeah, it's brilliant. You're probably, at the moment, got a few endorphins flying around. Oh, yeah. You're buzzing. Yeah, you can tell me. Yeah, I'm normally quite hyperactive. Yeah. So, so, I mean, James, am I more than normal right now? No, the same. 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 <laughs> a bit happier than James? Are you a bit happier? Definitely happier. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So you've got some more endorphins flying around. Lovely. Right? So you're going to feel a bit um, happier. You've just burned 600 calories, right, in those three minutes because... 600 cows? That's right. I need this every day. It's brilliant. That's <laughs> a hack. 600 cows in three minutes? That's right. Yeah, because your skin temperature dropped quite a lot. And um, then as the skin temperature drops, your body needs to create heat to bring your skin temperature back. So it uses lots of calories. Mm-hmm. So you might start to feel a bit peckish in a little while. 
Um, but I remember you said you had a bit of you had some lunch. Um, I did, but I was hungry before I arrived. So if there's, if there's rumbling noises, <laughs> we know what that is. But that's why we're juicing you up with some yeah. amazing vitamins, minerals. Amino yes. So what's happening here? Why am I plugged in? Right. You said you wanted to be biohacked. Yes. Experiencing is believing is one of the mantras 100%. we have here at Human. And what we're putting into you right now is something called NAD plus plus. Yes some additional uh, B vitamins and B vitamin put in and uh, some minerals and amino acids. Is it all legal? Absolutely. Okay, cool. In these doors. <laughs> it's, <all legal. laughs> it's his own jurisdiction. I said, okay, cool, but I was really like, oh. <laughs> After the podcast, can we do some of them now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> behind closed doors. Yeah, behind, exactly. So NAD Plus, plus tell yeah, us. NAD Plus is one of, actually, I, it's my favorite um, innovation in nutritional science. Well, you're a man leading by example here. You're also plugged in. Absolutely. Try before you buy. Yeah. Um, and you want to? I want. I. You know. I have to believe in the one in the science and two experience the science on me. Then experience on a set of you know lights controlled and then reintroduce it to our uh, patients. Yeah. And NAD plus is actually a vitamin B3 derivative. Um, so it's naturally incurring. It's found within all of our cells. One of the important things about the way we put this approach together is really looking at the human body as a collection of cells, trillions of cells, um, and what, how can we optimize cellular function? And the human body is complicated, but it's in some ways it's not so complicated. When we break it down to the cellular level, which are trillions of these cells that self-replicate, self-organize, specialize into different types of cells, different tissues, but the common things are common. We have two important functions within each cell. You have the nucleus of the cell, which contains the DNA of genetics, and then you have the mitochondria of each cell, which is the engine of the cell. Okay. A bit like a car. Yeah. A car, car requires air and oxygen to come in uh, into the engine that combusts and produce energy. Um, if the exhaust isn't that efficient, you get smoke coming out, right? Um, but if you've got a really efficient engine, then you don't get much smoke coming out. It gives you pure clean energy. And so that mitochondria is very important from that perspective. And NAD plus is one of the important cofactors that takes oxygen and pushes out clean energy, ATP. Okay. So a block. So energy production at the mitochondria is in two ways. One in the presence of oxygen and one in the absence of oxygen. So presence of oxygen is aerobic respiration, and that produces 16 times more ATP than without oxygen. Okay. But it's not just without oxygen, it's also without NAD+, because they're interdependent. So if you don't have enough NAD+, you're not going to be able to produce enough cellular energy. Right? And it's commonly known, there's studies that have come out to show that by the age of 40, we lose 50% of our natural stores of NAD+. We, we, we build them back up from our nutrition yeah. and an efficient digestive tract, but even still, we use them up a lot. So we, we deplete. And so they're just depleting. And now it's understood that it's very strongly correlated to what the slowing down of the human body and the processes. Right. Really because of cellular energy. If you, have, if you don't have good cellular energy production, then the functions it needs to do, which depends on the driver, the DNA of that particular cell, will drive the cell to what it needs to do. Um, you know, you, 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 you know, you're going to naturally degrade. Um, and, and so, yeah, so 
I studied longevity science. And one of my kind of real passion, passion and interest is a look at how the human body starts to slow down in multiple ways, becomes inefficient in multiple ways. A bit like a car, the more you drive it, the more you rev it, processes within that engine start to break down, be it the tires start to go bold, etc., etc. And um, and I worked in the stem cell industry in 2007, and that's when I really began to understand the potential of the human body from a regenerative, self-regulating perspective. And um, and then I started to put, put this center together, this approach together, seven, eight years ago, where we combined a, look, a deeper look at the human body from a processes perspective, what goes on at any given time to make the most out of those biological processes, and combine them with therapies like biotherapy, which, you know, and hyperbaric oxygen therapy and IVs that can support those processes to work better to get so that your body, your biology does the work. And it starts to come back more into balance towards that peak, which was in our mid to late 20s. Great. Biologically, yeah. And so that's, that's basically a little bit about um, yeah, so so um, love it, and principally, yes. people walk through the door about longevity. Yeah, there people are are here about longevity, or it's more about health, or when? Because I know they're the same thing. You know, yeah. I know you're dealing with the whole aspect here, but we, we I created this brand in particularly because I wanted to communicate to young people. Okay, health should start when you're healthy. Right. And in this country, when you're it's like raising money only when you don't need it, yeah, 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 health should start when you're healthy. And you know, when you're healthy, you kind of you abuse your body, right? Like you don't really appreciate it. Um, and so we created this the brand human. It's a fun brand in many ways. We're very educational in our brand, um, and so we we do look after people that come in for longevity. But that's not your typical person, you know. Not many people know, even know what the word is, right? Like yeah. It's only a really subsect of, of, uh, of society. A lot of internet marketers and, and, yeah, and that gurus. Was and, 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 yeah. <laughs> people like that looking for longevity. Yeah, and I know a few people who say, I know uh, Dan, um, Dan, Dan Kennedy, little Dan. Oh, anyway, um, he wants to live to 153. Very yeah. specific. Yeah, 154. No, he wants to live to might fail then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unless we have to like you know assisted uh, euthanasia at that. <laughs> on the oh, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> just said <laughs> okay, you nailed your target. Yeah, exactly. you ship them off to Switzerland. Uh, uh, no, but yeah, so we do see people that have those longevity goals, but they, they need to you know for those they're typically those for us are typically chairmen or boards and they they, they want to add years to their life now. Yeah. They're typically in their fifties and sixties. They've got high dispensable income, but. The people that come to us are either looking to improve their performance, get the most out of their human body and mind to achieve the things that they want. You know, yeah. that, that, those would be love working with the kind of people that are seeking to get the most out of life. Um, and then we also look after people that have kind of been, I'd say failed is the wrong word, it's a bit harsh, but haven't found the answers to their conditions. It's been like long COVID. We've treated mm-hmm. a lot of long COVID patients. Right. Um, or, with, with what? I mean, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Well, somebody who's got long COVID, what's, what have you taken them through? What have you done with them? It depends on the symptoms that they have. Okay. Yeah. So some have kind of energy dysfunction. Some will have um, brain fog. 
Some might have respiratory symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we found the hyperbaric oxygen very useful. A 10-day hyperbaric oxygen protocol. They just come in every You've day. Been in here for 10 days. <laughs> they just come in and out. Yeah, they just come in and out. 45 minutes a day in the oxygen chamber. Mm-hmm. And um, that decreases neuroinflammation. It increases your oxygen carrying capacity by 20 times. Um, wow. And it helps reduce inflammation within your body. So we've seen that have a really immediate effect. The other effect... Um, that's really helpful for long COVID is generally just reducing inflammation in your body. Mm. Um, and that's where the functional medicine comes in. I mean, if, you've heard of, if you've heard of functional medicine, oh, yeah. so functional medicine, um, we practice that here as well. And that is really looking at what are the root causes of um, um, dysregulated systems. Um, and um, so that's really good for long COVID as well. How do we, how do we find the drivers of inflammation that are happening for you and the manifestation of that inflammation in different organs within your body particularly um, and how do we upregulate antioxidant production how do we support your systems um, so that um, so that they, they, they're working more in harmony mm-hmm. um, in your hormones your micronutrients your digestive tract um, and looking at just looking at the looking at the human body not as Traditional medicine does, which looks at it as a collection of organs that independently looks at that organ, but as in a more interconnected, as it is. Yeah, great. Um, And and it's brilliant. When I started studying that seven years ago in the US, functional medicine, and I came across it at first, I was, you know, UK trained GP. Exactly. Skeptical. Absolutely very skeptical. I was in a Work. Yeah, exactly. I was in a conference with uh, nutritionists and osteopaths and there's yeah. the doctors there. And I was like, in, sitting in Baltimore in the US and I was like, oh my God, only in the US can this happen. Yeah. And listening and yeah. I was like, okay, this is like marketing gone wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, how, how can you advertise that you can reverse these conditions? And they're talking about reversing early Alzheimer's and they're talking about you know, totally. We know diabetes reversing. I know, yes, I'm a UK trained doctor. Yeah. I worked in the London teaching hospitals. Yeah. And I, I know best. And then, and then, one of the faculty there is a physician, ITU physician, and I asked him if he'd be my mentor. And we tried applying it to a couple of patients here in the UK, and I was astonished. Mm. We reversed. You know, I was astonished at how quickly you could make people feel better. The feeling of feeling better, mm. more in control of themselves. Yes. You know, so like a big forty-year-old. I remember the first patient. She was, you know, forty. You know, in her mid-forties, she did professional dressage on the side, mm. and she she stopped doing that because she was just tired, tired all the time, low mood, mm. and she was a high-performing person. She was involved in, um, you know, she was involved in. And lots of lots of things, including philanthropic being um, philanthropic um, uh, efforts, etc., etc. Um, and within a couple of weeks, of just doing diet, nutrition, supplementation, uh, she was sleeping better, her mood was better, her time with her kids was more productive. She had less anxiety, and she was like, "Doc, I just feel so much better." Yeah. And that was it. That was that was for me. It was like this is what being a doctor is about. Really big here, yeah. This is what it's about. It's not so much the numbers. The numbers did improve by the way. Antibody dropped right down. Yeah. To share the Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is also reconditioned with thyroid. Numbers dropped, but it was about that. That was it. it was like yeah. Any drop for me there. It's like this is what it's all about. Being a doctor, giving someone, supporting someone to get their most out of their life. Yeah. 
removing all of that inflammation, removing all of that energy loss, which was stopping her from being the best mom she wanted to be, being the best friend she wanted to be, in the best, you know, and, and just help, and, and that was it. And from then, just, we just built, built and built and built and built. And, and, and it's been a mission of ours, you know, and it is a mission of ours to, to educate, to empower practitioners to help them understand, you know, the medical community now is a mission to help them understand that this needs to be taken seriously because yeah. it can solve some of the problems that are out there in the system. Exactly. Well, and, and it annoys me because everyone thinks that they save the actual system from itself you know it's yeah which is you know which has not been helped by the kind of you know the, the politicians let's be honest no. you know when I qualified there were four hour waiting times in A&E and it was, it was actually excellent and the working that system and now it's 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 so sad to see over time it's been stripped of resource and it's been allowed to crumble um, and but society has also changed Demands have also changed in society as well. Um, sorry, I'm talking loads. No, no, it's great. It's really good. Um, and you've given me loads. So I want to skip back through a couple of bits and bobs because, um, you know, you talked about this being um, NAD plus up the way back. NAD plus being B3. Um, interesting research is to show that actually, um, let's call it a high proportion because it's undefined. Um, um, in the research, but a high proportion of alcohol craving actually is uh, uh, deficiency in B vitamins. Um, and so just that piece of information there, it's like, well, you know, so many people are feeling this craving, think it's the alcohol, think that it's about addiction, but they're, they're, they can take some simple steps to, to eliminate those things. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and it did, one, it depletes your vitamin levels. And one of the yeah. things that we give in hospital is something called Abronex, which is um, it's a very dilute version of some B3, B, B, uh, B vitamins. Um, B vitamins are remarkably important for the way that your brain cells communicate. And alcohol is very neurotoxic. Yeah. And, um, and it kind of swells your, your brain cells. It stops them communicating as well. It stops your nerve impulses connecting. And that's why you know, when you're inebriated, you lose control, right? Um, and that's why chronic use of alcohol causes loss of control, it affects the cerebellum, loss of balance, all of these things. So NAD plus is, there's studies to show it's used as part of a substance detox protocol mm-hmm. to help people come off alcohol very quickly yep. um, because it reduces those exact withdrawal symptoms. Amazing. Because it takes time to recover from those withdrawal symptoms if you're not supported with the supplements of the right sorts of uh, exactly. exactly. And getting them directly into your blood is just so much more powerful than taking them in orally, yeah. going through a digestive process, and then not having those those levels into your cells. Well, we, well, we talked about this before. We talked to the podcast, but I just literally was talking to um, somebody today, and the recommendation from their um, uh, drugs and alcohol counselor, their drugs and alcohol doctor, um, and the supervisors was. 10% reduction every two to three days. And, um, you know, I, I think about that and I say, you know, that's an extremely safe limit, but this is something that is widely known to reduce or, you know... It's it's emerging, this studies have come out. Yeah, so I would say it's, it's been... It, it is used in um, other countries, like in the US, in Australia as well. Yeah. UK tends to be behind, behind yeah. you know, on kind of um, adopting innovations in the preventative optimization very disease space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's established science, you know, and there's lots, there's lots of kind of 
um, substance uh, substance uh, misuse or substance recovery clinics that are using any of plus around the world. And we're starting to use it and seeing great results with our patients that are here before that. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're seeing them transform in front of your eyes yeah. from someone that doesn't have control of their thoughts, irritated, mm. restless, um, to, to within day four, really what is underneath themselves, calm, rested. And that's what's really beautiful about the, the supporting someone through that early five, the first few days, where you can very quickly get them to start to feel like themselves, which they probably haven't felt for a long time. Yeah, and that's. Are you talking about just this process? Or that was this process, yeah, the NAD process. Okay, yeah. but but I mean, there's a huge psychological element here into into drinking. Um, so are you dealing with that side of it as well? We have a psychiatrist, um, and we refer out for kind of ongoing support. Um, we tend to do the five days, and that tends to, and then we make sure that they have a support network around them, friends, families, loved ones, psychotherapists. Etc. And we should talk. Absolutely, hundred percent. Um, because because um, yeah, yeah, and we should. There's a there's, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and and similarly, like you know, the the, the more physical aspect, um, you know, helping you. You mentioned about dysregulated systems, and um, you know, a dysregulated nervous system, right, has multiple parts into that: it's physical, biological, but it's also the mental aspect, and um, and I think that is. Um, so, yeah, tell me a bit more about what you're doing um, dysregulated, specifically the dysregulated nervous system. How do you identify that as an example? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is about uh, the nervous system. Uh, I'm thinking sympathetic versus parasympathetic nervous system. I love using the, the oral ring yep. for our, our members. I love looking at HRV. Mm-hmm. Um, I use that as a marker of internal um, stress response. Um, and help people understand that um, the lower it is, the more you know, the, the more the more stressed your physiology is. Okay. Um, Do you know first feed? Yes. Yeah. That's what we use. We use the aura and first feed. Yeah. Really. And the the, the the data from first feed is much more shocking. Um, it's really you know people can see absolutely in the. In, in clarity, minute by minute, it's very, very mm-hmm. impactful. Yeah. yeah, and so I think we 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 also in an environment where where our biology, or let's just talk about the nervous system for a sec. Our nervous system is being hardwired to be more than sympathetic. Yeah, you know we're hyperstimulated. <laughs> totally. Yeah, look at and society and everything like this. And I don't think we're evolutionary ready for it. Mm. And so we're seeing this. We're seeing this, what's happening to, you know, this is very much in our lifetimes. In the last five to 10 years, we're seeing this. And if you look around, you're going to see it more and more. Um, we're seeing new diseases coming up, new problems, mm. the rise of ADHD, the rise of anxiety, the rise of sight. And they're all, they're all mental health issues predominantly. Plus, there's going to be a whole lot of dysregulated hormonal issues. Fertility issues are going to arise. We're going to start both in men and women. Um, this, that's started to be on the rise as well. Why is that? And it, I mean, it is down to this hyper-stimulated environment we're in, where we're, we've got a million WhatsApps, emails, social media. Now there's not even just one social media app. It's probably five. 
right? And screen time. Screen time. 10 hours screen time. Stress, work, expectations. And, and now when I do consultations, both in the NHS and here at Human, um, I'm, especially my younger adults, I'm, I'm asking, I'm looking at their phones and show me your screen time. Yeah. It's part of my, my assessment. But you know what's so interesting, your response there, like, younger children are absolutely fine. They don't mind. They're looking for help. Mm. They're, they're actually young. I was surprised. I thought if I'm going to ask a child, a teenager, they're going to be like, I'm not going to show it my doctor. Yeah. Adults give me that response. Yeah, exactly. Teenagers don't. Yeah. Because I think they, 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 they understand that they, they, they're looking for support. Mm-hmm. And they, they're looking around and they're seeing. Aware already. Yeah, you look around and you know when your, your parents are on their phone 10 hours a day, an hour as well. Yeah. And you're like, the older generation, everyone's just doing it. And I think, I think bi- biologically, we're not ready for that. You know, we're, we're made to, to rest that night. Circadian rhythm is supposed to come, you know, your melatonin is supposed to be produced in the evening, your cortisol is supposed to peak first thing at daylight in the morning. You know, our body's not made to be on all the time. Yeah, we're revving that engine and now we're getting smoke out of the exhaust. Yeah. yeah, we're not getting what we want. And that is affecting the way we think. Right? Now we're not being able to think clearly. Well, young people, people, most people are thinking, oh, I'm depressed, or oh, I'm anxious and I have this thing. And it's like, no, you don't have a thing. Like, you're staring at your phone, you're not exercising, you're not doing any breath work, you're not getting good sleep, you're having alcohol occasionally, which is basically like giving yourself the flu every night from your, from your, from your body. Do those first, and then come back, and, and, and diet, of course. Mm. So... Yeah, and and it's people don't realize that we like to think that we're in control. That's what our ego would like to know. We're in control, but we you know come back to this control thing. But actually, our biology is drives us more than we realize. It drives the way we experience the world. Mm. Okay, so if we've got a dysregulated base baseline where we're already dysregulated because the sympathetic nervous system is overactive, it will affect the way we can think and perceive the world. Yeah. We will be more reactive. We will be more restless. Yeah. We'll, we'll get more sad quickly. We'll get more anxious quickly. We're going to turn to things that will get us feeling nicer. Yeah. We're, getting, we're emptying out. Mm. We're emptying the bucket. You know? We're in, you know, if you're getting restless quickly, if you're getting irritable, take note of it. And look at yourself like a Duracell battery and think of yourself going into that reserve now. And if you're not being your best self, you're not getting, you're in that reserve. Okay, so. And then you need to support you yourself to get out of it. So, first things first is. Come and see you. No, develop <laughs> self awareness. Come and see us as well, Andrew. But, you know, but develop self awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And realize, and how do you do that? You, to do that, I think you need to know what yourself is like the most rested, restful state with yeah. zero stimulus. Yeah. So you need to... Well, your own calm. Find your own calm. Exactly. Okay. Find you like a calm state. Yeah. Create the environment. I think I remember that. I can know. Yeah. Once yeah. upon a time. Yeah. But yeah. Do, do it so that you can know what your body feels like. Mm. Calm, quiet, no, you know, no stimuli around you. Peaceful, some peaceful place, sleep well, eat well, 
and you know, just for a couple of days and then just know what that feels like and really just think about it, reflect on it, be at one with it because you will use that as a barometer to how far away you are from your calmness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you don't know your calmness, you'll never know how far you're away from your calmness, right? And that's the beginning of understanding, wait a minute, you know when you're getting that really restless, the irritable, whatever it is, you've now got a point of reference. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think, yeah, and I love the whole starting with an awareness piece. Um, I think the... And then the tools come in. Yeah, the tools. And then the tools, like you said, yeah, then you can start to... Say, okay, how do I get myself back towards a calm state? Right? And, um, you know, if you, if, if you, you, you want to be that poised animal, right? You want to be poised but ready, a bit like a cat. You know, just supple but poised and ready. Yeah? And so to do that, you've got to be calm. You can't be up on edge. Mm. You know, and if you look around, a lot of people are on edge. Why at that time? So we need to kind of, get people, support people to be, get into that mindset of being low energy expenditure from their body, but when they want it, they have the reserve mm-hmm. to be able to, to be in control of their, of, uh, of, of their body, of their mind, because everything takes energy, thoughts take energy, digestion takes energy. Um, so it is like a Duracell battery, you know, it's about refilling and knowing what you're utilizing your energy on. Yeah. And, and realizing that, and then you can start to put, pop that into your, into your diary, into your workflow, the things you want to achieve in life. So that, you know, you don't need to, you know, be on all the time. All the time. Yeah. Some of the, some of the things, um, and I, I want to dig into these tools just more specifically, um, but, but some of the things that we, I mean, Certainly, people performing at a high level. Okay, you're um, run a business, you know, twenty thousand employees, or you're senior in a bank, or whatever it is. Um, there's a lot of pressure there. Usually, a lot of pressure, pressure to perform. You know, some things are out of whack. Family, whatever, all those things are out of balance. So there's a lot of stress. A lot of these things, um, and it's not about. I think you know, people to go away and. Take a nice meditation retreat. They'll find the calm version of themselves, but then the moment they get back into their real world, it's like back to gear six again, just nine million miles an hour. And this is the way I live. And then occasionally I need to go away and do this meditation mm-hmm. retreat and find calm. And part of what we are teaching people and as well, what's great about the first beat and things like that is that you can see the state change after doing some breath work. You can see the state change after doing a, a small meditation or a, like a, um, um, Huberman calls them NSDR protocols, non-sleep mm. deep rest protocols. And so you, you can see how much somebody shifts in their day. So it's actually the small bits of maintenance through that allow you to achieve at a higher level. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm aligned with you. It's not about going away from, you know, the holidays. Yeah. Everyone looks forward to their holidays because that's when they're going to get their rest. <laughs> their and they rest. Feel good. And then go back. You know, to- and then they go back to the kind of like the storm. It's about how do you navigate the storm with, you know, how do you navigate that storm with the body that you have mm. and, and giving it the right fuel, giving it the right rest breaks, which are these meditations, the NSDR protocols, you know, that those moments where you're kind of allowing your body to recover, recenter. Um, and, um, 
that's how you that's how you navigate the storm better yeah yeah, yeah. so what other tools do you recommend okay so we talked about kind of we talked about breath work we talked i think they, they start with eat sleep move stress control stress control your stress response really so that's what we talked about a lot is like okay be conscious of your calm state and be aware of how much you're responding to stress all the time like your stress response um movement is really really important you know different types of movement according to what what your goals are and what you're going through but you know there's a lot of lot of um in, there's a lot of studies and there's a lot of uh, awareness around the importance to start your day with activity um to do high intensity exercise medium intensity sometimes to mix it up stretching mobility and to have that as a, as a part of your daily routine mm-hmm. um how you fuel your body we touched upon that different kind of uh, fueling strategies that you can use but the thing i would think about here is just adding to that is like are you absorbing your nutrients are you driving inflammation from the food that you're having and actually taking away your energy reserve um and are you what kind of fuel are you using are you using those energy you know worst case those energy drinks or over caffeinating i don't know what you feel about this but i use huel um and used it, but they very good. they very kindly sponsor our podcast too yeah. so uh <laughs> but um, i i i use yeah, huel mostly good. because it's super easy yeah um and um you know carry it with me or whatever is you know travel and stuff like that it's very easy you to use have it every a meal day? most days yeah um and then when i'm at the office i find it very easy to fast Mm. So I fast. It's much easier to fast at the office than it is at home. Mm. I know you're a, um, a fan of fasting. Mm. At um, the office as well, yeah. At the, exactly. And um, then what I'll do is I'll have a huel or two, and mm. then I'll eat a dinner later. So nice. it's it, it's also... You know, and have ca- you noticed how long you've been doing it for? Like that, well, yeah. a few months. Okay, cool. Um, have you noticed? But, the but I don't, I don't always, I, I don't always do it. I mean, yeah. at the weekend, you it's probably don't at have home, like the yeah. energy dip after lunch, and you probably no, no, it's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, it's probably quite good. Yeah. Um. So no, I think yeah, it's it's a really really good, and then it has all those nutrients and good stuff with it. So, um, yeah. But um, so you were talking about uh your fuel, and then I interrupted you. Yeah, you're talking about the kind of um nutrition. Yeah, so we, we talked about this before. We didn't get into it, which was, um, do you have a preferred diet? Do you have a recommended diet? What's your thoughts on? We have, we like to personalize diet strategies. I mean, I, ideally you look at data points, you know, to understand what someone needs to eat, um, according to what their blood is showing them, uh, what their, their biomarkers are showing them, uh, showing us. You know what mineral nutrient deficiencies they might have because everyone is slightly different. If we if we have the opportunity to test, we will test. Mm-hmm. So the kind of test we would look at, um, we look at your blood work, but through a optimal range perspective, not through a wide normal range perspective. So really narrow optimal ranges that gives us ideas of imbalances that you might have from a nutrient mineral perspective, um, mineral deficiencies, nutrient deficiencies, and other uh, patterns that you might have. Things like. Um, that traditional medicine won't look at like detoxification issues in your liver, leaky gut, signs of um, intestinal overgrowth of fungi or parasites, um, methylation issues. I don't know if you come across methylation, but methylation, four in 10 people have problems methylating. Okay. And methylating is a process that happens in all of our cells where the DNA, you remember the important, and the DNA comes out 
Basically, DNA comes out of the nucleus and um, is a binary code for the cell to uptake different vitamins, minerals, and amino acids and make them into hormones, proteins, and enzymes. Okay. So in that process, DNA going to RNA and RNA coding to, for the uptake of those different core and uh, core ingredients, you require something called methylation to happen. So it happens in every single one of our cells. But four in 10 people have, up to four in 10 people have a problem with one of the genes related to methylation called the MTHFR gene. And which means they don't methylate as efficiently. And is that a birth defect or is it? Yeah, it's genetic. Genetic, thank you, that's the word. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) it's genetic. And, but it doesn't mean that it directly causes diseases. Mm -hmm. It's more indirectly, it's more cellular process inefficiency. Okay. So you don't add the methyl group to your B12. So your B12 is not in its active form. So you can take B12, but you're not getting it in the active form at a cellular level as in, is what you see in your bloods. And that can cor- that correlates to a number of things. Anxiety, propensity, likely to be more anxious, likely to have higher blood pressure. We're seeing those patterns. Um, weaker detoxification. Um, okay. through your liver. Interesting. Um, and, and, um, so, and so, and then you'll be depleted and you'll have low B12, low folate. Um, so that's related to kind of like, you know, um, your ability to recover from alcohol as well. Um, and high homocysteine. So homocysteine is related to inflammation within your blood vessels. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, you're, you're more likely to turn your lipids into plaques and your calcified vessels, drive strokes and heart attacks and dementia longer term in life right so so it's it, that's been really interesting to look at that that just we look at that indirectly through our blood testing and it's such a simple intervention if you have that really you just need to take a method methyl b12 supplement mm. a methylated b12 so supplement. you can see it easily from doing your bloods but i'm guessing most people i mean the thing is not bloods looking, yeah it depends what you're looking exactly for. yeah right you have to be specifically looking right. for that yeah and if you look at just look at the normal range of any blood test it's like a you know for example, thyroid stimulating hormone goes from 0.5 all the way to 4.5. This is produced by the brain to stimulate your thyroid. Okay. So if you're, if you're at four, you're going to feel very different to if you're at 0.5, but they're still within normal range. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so it's like being at two ends of the Grand Canyon. What year did they define the normal range? I mean, it's not iterated. Yeah. It's not iterated. It's old science. It's old established numbers that yeah. very rarely get updated. Yeah, exactly. Right? But you, you no, sorry. We'll yeah, come so then that. We, we look at the, that's a medical way to look at bloods. Then so yeah. we look at, and we look at it from an optimal range. So that's, it's not, so the, the point there is, it's not just what you're looking at, it's how you're looking at it. Completely. And then we also look at non traditional tests that are emerging, things that, like, you know, we look at your stool in detail. Yeah. You know, we're looking in your stool, it's 100 markers just for your stool. We're looking at, um, um, your microbiome, your, your digestive enzyme production. Are you efficiently producing, um, proteases, lipases, you know, things to break down your food efficiently? Because if that's not happening, you know, you're not producing those enzymes. You can eat the best food, but then you're not going to get those nutrients delivered through your plumbing, which is your blood to your cells. We're looking at, and, um, we're looking at signs of leaky gut, inflammation coming through the gut lining. Um, and very commonly we see people that have fungi overgrowth yeah, yeah. or parasites, you exactly. know, viruses in their blood, but very low grade. So that, that's nice to do as well. So we optimize digestive tract. Another interesting test that we look at is something called metabolomic testing. That's looking at, this is, this looks at, 
um, how you, it's, you know, metabolic testing, how you produce energy at a cellular level. Um, and it looks at kind of your, some of the deeper cellular processes that go on, how you recycle neurotransmitters. Mm. You personally, everyone has a slightly different um, way of doing it. They may be deficient in this key nutrient that they're not getting in through their diet for various reasons, genetic or just through their diet um, and through their absorptive tract. So that really helps kind mm. of when you optimize um, your metabolomics, that's really useful as well. So those are your three core tests. Sometimes we look at food sensitivity testing. And then we also look at, um, we can look at genetics as well. I like to leave that a bit later, um, but we can look at genetics as well. Um, we have one panel that we use, a panel of testing, which is really good. It's called the longevity panel of testing, where it's got a lot of biomarkers in there related to identifying the processes that will determine how long you will live. Mm. Um, and we can even test. I was always taught I wouldn't live past 30. So um, why was that? Because I was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so, what were you doing? That was so risky. Just, you know, jumping off buildings and... Parkour. Smashing cars and... Parkour didn't exist when I was So young. you were doing parkour. <laughs> yeah. I was just setting fire to things, most things. You're a troublemaker. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was troubled. Yeah. yeah, I was in counselling at six years old. I was troubled. Um, wow. <laughs> it's a feat. Let's get off me. Back to you. Um, the... the um, that's, I mean, that is a lot of testing. Um, and, um, does somebody come in here for a week for all that testing or do they? No, we can send the test kits out. Okay. We send the test, test kits out to people or they can come in. Um, and then you, you, then you start to work with us, with one yeah. of the team and, uh, well, the doctors and the nutritionists, they start working with you. Once we've identified the imbalances, put you on the right supplements, correct those imbalances, the right food plan, um, nutrition for you. And we iterate that over, over time and iterate your supplementation. Supplementation isn't for life right? How many supplements sit in our cupboard? Crazy, right? Like you're going to open your cupboard and you've got all of these supplements. You might take this once and you might take that once, but you know, supplements aren't for life. They're to support those processes that are imbalanced and correct them. And then you wean them off and you go on to the next important area to fix. So you go strategically bit by bit and, um, and you correct those. Um, and then the therapies are there just to supercharge yeah. the process. Yeah. Very cool. Now I know you're, so we, we kind of touched on bloods. You've got um, some disruptive thoughts about, about bloods. That sounds weird. Um, <laughs> but um, um, you know, like you're saying, normal clinical ranges and actually where it's going. So tell me a bit about that. You want to be, yeah. Are you trying to be pioneering here? Or are you trying to be at the forefront of it? It's not about, it's really not trying to be anything. Okay. The only thing I'm which, where we want to do is, apply the science that's we know right we now know is, this, is it not selective i mean the science there's so much and there is and, you and, want to make sense of it and 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 this study had 90 participants and this study had 150 and those two both say totally yeah. different things yeah this the study isn't all necessary the study confirms the science i suppose and you're right there's big variability in studies right and it's biases and all sorts biases and pick and choose you know and who funded it yeah, who funded it? And, you know, what, yeah, there, there is a lot of that. And, um, but with what we're doing, we're, we're saying that we're not using a drugs based, drug based approach. We're not trying to use synthetic toxic things. We're using things like supplements that are found naturally in our foods and that are very safe, that can't be toxic to most people. Um, and, and we're looking for imbalance earlier 
So that's why we look for movement away from the optimal before it gets to the disease state um, and correcting those imbalances earlier, you know? So it's best, basically Great. earlier intervention. Great. And it's simpler. When it's earlier, it's simpler. I, I just have this this phrase, I, and I think I made it up, but you'll tell me if I didn't, but I just think that prevention should always swim upstream. Um, and so it's always about trying to get earlier, trying to get earlier. And even if it's that, that's the awareness piece. You know, if I think about what I'm trying to do, um, originally it was like there wasn't anything out there I felt years ago to support somebody who didn't have a serious problem but wanted to stop drinking and wanted support. So that's where this idea came from. But now what obsesses me and keeps me up at night is the fact that I've recognized that people are in pain, suffering. Okay, that's a bit of a dramatic word to say they're hungover, but you know what I mean. People are suffering years earlier often before they finally think, you know what, I need to stop drinking. And part of that was discovered by our own research, right? We saw lots of people land on the site or look at it, but then they it took them and they said to us, oh, you know, I was watching those adverts for years before I signed up. And so in it, I was like, well, how do I help people earlier? And you said about awareness. So really the first point of intervention for people is an awareness. And I think that's where wearables come into play to say, hey, this is how much alcohol you've had. It's interesting. I've been testing these devices now. They're pretty clunky and they're crap user experience, but they're sweat monitors, highly mm -hmm. accurate. Um, and that is soon that will be in your aura ring. I give, I give it 12, 18, 24 months before we've got sweat monitor in, 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 in better devices. And then you're tracking alcohol consumption, giving people better data back. Like this is what's happening in your body right now. So I think that's, that's um, my focus, but that sounds like it's very aligned to what you're trying to do. Get further, get earlier. Get earlier and show people. Yeah. You know, show people, look, this is your bloods and this is what, you know, array has gone off, you know, and I love the aura ring because it's convenient. Yeah. You know, oh. To wear. And I don't have to charge it every three days. It used to be every five days. Yeah, now it's every three days. Yeah. <laughs> it's the green light they've added now. Isn't it? Doing my nut in. I prefer the five day version. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps running out of battery. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm completely aligned and we have that same kind of, you know, show people the, the themselves. Yeah. Show people the, their own data, but that wasn't available for us. So yeah. We're at a really, really special point in time where we can do that. And, yeah. And I it's think when, when, when people see that, it can give them that light, mo light bulb mo moment sooner mm. rather than it being this point when they're on the floor and, you know, they're, you know, when they're literally, when it's a health problem, a disease problem yeah, and they've lost all their loved ones and they've kind of, you know, you know they're really in a bad place. Yeah. What, 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 so looking at that, what is the, you know, knowing what you know, what does the future look like for you? What does, what, what is, what, what do you see in, in society going ahead? I see a lot of promise and I see a lot of uh, danger. Okay. Um, you know, dr drug availability is a, there's a lot more, there's a lot wider range of drugs available from. We need a reclassification. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. There's a lot wider. There's a lot, there's a lot of, a lot wider and, and of medical drugs as well, right? Like, yeah. It's like people using sleeping tablets and, Ritalin, Adderall, and oh yeah, it's lots of things you know widely available, overused, misused. Yeah. Um. So, and we're seeing that what we were talking about the hyper, this hyper stimulated, always on, always in a different place. TikTok, metaverse, like you know this. We so we're seeing 
technologic technology advancing at a rapid rate at that level. But then we're also seeing, you know, humans engaging, you know, at one end because it's polarizing, right? We're seeing kind of a bigger health difference in society. Like the people that aren't engaging, they're kind of getting sicker mm. and the people the smaller proportion that's growing that are engaging and taking control of their own health and being engaged that are really getting you know more out of life yeah yeah so hopefully we can we can start to work to kind of influence the people that that don't have hope or that mm. don't aren't engaged or don't believe or whatever it is whatever their blocker is um over time and I love to see the merging of the healers now. Yeah. You no, know, before it used to just be the doctor, you know, and then going into the psychiatrist was taboo. Now we've got coaches and we've got brilliant people doing wonderful things like, you know, what, which, which are getting better results than the medical system. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that combination <laughs> of working together, yeah. you know, identifying processes earlier and coaching people and supporting them, I think is, is a blueprint for for amazing success for people's self-fulfillment and what i really like because that's what health and life is all about right like you know we want to help people self-fulfill you know and to redream what yeah. is possible for them and you know that's what brings us sitting here together doing the podcast together you know and hooked up to an nad and I you know, jumped in the awesome. choir before still <laughs> <laughs> And it's possible. That's the greatest thing, you know, like we, we're kind of going on our own journeys and we're seeing our, our community is also going on a journey where they're yeah. kind of like, you know, coming out of their shell. And, and when you, when you take people on that journey, they become nicer people as well, you know? Yeah. And they do, yeah, like, yeah. They do right? They just become nicer, yeah. more conscious, more self-aware. Yeah. And those ripples tend to wave. Oh, so they are. so they I'm, are. I'm seeing a, a bit of danger, but I'm seeing a lot of promise as well. Okay. Just having this conversation with you right now is brilliant. And I, the other interesting technological point for mm. the future is this convergence of data, machine learning, AI, yes. yeah. and the ability to kind of utilize, tap into that to really, really shape the future of personalized healthcare. Yeah. Um, and to overcome the, the system which is built on adopting science in a very old fashioned way and just you know, focused on like, you know, case control studies on, on a large populations of one pathway improvement, drug A versus drug B, and people get better, which is a sick care model, yeah. um, not a kind of optimization-based model. If we're working at the optimization, and before you get sick, people are going to live healthier, stronger, more fulfilled lives. Yeah. That's the bottom line, you know? And, Completely. And, um, and so, yeah, so we're creating what's possible, which is really, really nice. But at the same time, people are getting sicker. So this is why we're doing what we're doing Yeah, together. You know, we're, we're trying to help people understand with these sorts of kind of activities. Amazing. Um, and collecting data, right? And I'm going to be working together. You support, you supporting me to understand and get better at coaching and me supporting you to kind of see what additional data points we can look 100%. at. hundred percent. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Um, I feel like medical technology needs a, needs a, um, a Elon Musk. I feel, I feel like, you know, well, the, the, the neural link. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's true. That yeah. is true. But I th it's like, it's like med tech has been left behind the revolution a little bit. It's, it's, it's got more to go. And, and I think, you know, like painting out to a future, like, you know, walking into a 3d scanner, 
being able to get an instant scan of your body, go through, that's your visit to the GP, and then being able to track that over time. I had this conversation with somebody who was a, who, uh, was a VC 15 years ago about that thing. That still doesn't exist, <laughs> you know? Um, and there's some cool stuff happening there. Yeah. But it's, it just takes a long time to get onto people. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. 2007, I was working in a stem cell lab in San Diego. And at that time, it was like, okay, this is transforming, re- you know, retinal conditions. And mm. and now we're in 2023 and it's still not mainstream medicine. No, it's exactly. It's right? still not. We're 16 years on and it's still not mainstream medicine. Too much red tape. Yeah. And it's, you know, too much conservatism, too much looking at it from, too much bureaucracy. Yeah. Too much looking at it from a disease-based model. Um, yeah, exactly. Rather than actually, okay. The old thinking still holding it back. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, there are three in parts of the world. There, This was talking about China earlier, and we were joking about Dolly the sheep and yeah. cloning humans. But they they are doing stuff like that in China, mm. um, unethically, albeit. Yeah. But, you know, there is, in the world, there are things that are happening, 3D printing organs. Mm. Oh, um, there are some really cool, there is some really cool stuff that's happening. Um, I think it's just, I think we, you know, people just, I think we have to embrace looking at the human evolving the way we look at healthcare from the way we look at the human body, um, to be, to, and, 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 uh, to be, to be this self, you know, this regenerative potential of the human body and tapping into those pathways yeah. and supporting them. Um, so yeah, but I agree. MedTech tends to be focused around quality system improvement technology on the medical side mm. medical technologies t- tend to be around like how do you improve the pathway um rather than how do we disrupt the pathway and, yeah. and look and look at it differently um there's there'll be someone um and what do you want to achieve what's what are you trying to achieve um world, world domination apart from world domination <laughs> you know, honestly it's, it's i used to be more attached to the outcome than i am now now and now I'm less attached by the, by the outcome. I'm just really pleased that I've got to, I get to try. I get to try and um, influence healthcare um, through working with our with our patients and building building healthier people that are more fulfilled. And those ripples turning to where we're building data and evidence at the same time. And if it doesn't, you know, and that's enough. That's enough for me. I'd love to. I'd love for more people to experience it. Mm. You know, in our mission statement, it's pioneering a new era of healthcare for the benefit of humanity. So I'd love to get this price down. I'd love to be able to support support it with technology, do stuff working in the communities, working with schools, be yeah. working with, you know, and um, a sports talent pathway with you know underprivileged kids that um, want to get into sports. So, you know, just we want to do more and more, and we want to support these positive self empowerment tools that some of them are free many of them are free in fact if you're starting early you know the breathing the nutrition the, yeah you know the yeah. mindset yeah you know, the meditation you know if people are Which doing that got to start me, teaching people at school so absolutely yeah. so actually that that's come up this week a lot for me um and um and um and so yeah so that's let's see what happens yeah but it's just about enjoying the journey right we, we, <laughs> yes. we keep telling that we keep hearing it but You've got to remind yourself but when you run a business as well at the same time it's you know you, you do sometimes get a bit stressed but well i've definitely enjoyed the journey today it's been nice right now um, you're going to enjoy enjoy the journey for the next few days after this as really? well. really yeah you're going to tell us all about am i going to sleep tonight 
You should, you should sleep well. You should Good. sleep well. But you're going to think a lot clearer. You might re- remove any brain fog. Um, Great. Because yeah. I did have a little tap of your brain fog stuff as well. So. Brain sharpener. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can get tucked into some more stuff after this. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And um, do you want to just tell everyone where they can find out a bit more about what you're up to? I would love that. Yeah. So it's the, uh, it's, it's a brand called Human. And the website's human.com, but instead of the A, it's the number two, because it's about the human 2.0. Mm-hmm. And so it's hum2n.com. You can find us on our Instagram at human as well. So hum2n. Um, and uh, my personal Instagram's at b by dr e, b y dr dr dot e. Um, you can find out about us. Please feel free to engage with us. You know, look at our blogs, you know, follow us, engage with us, ask us questions, you know, and. Uh, awesome. And um, we look forward to hearing from anyone that wants to do anything with us. The yeah. future of health right here. And we are in, where are we? We're in South Kensington. That's South right. Kensington in London. So if you're in London and um, you want to um, get some tests done and jump into a hyperbaric chamber or hop into a cryo freeze your nuts off changer, uh, ch- changer? chamber, thanks. Yeah. Um, three minutes, I could have done longer. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get you to 140 next time. Well, I'll do it, no problem. Yeah. But I mean, so I can't go longer? No, because your your skin will start to blister. Really? You get thermal burns, yeah. Thermal burns. Might maybe look a bit prettier. No. <laughs> no your skin's already glowing. <laughs> thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, no, it's been great to have you on the show. Thanks for coming. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Rui. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the One Year No Beer podcast, where our mission is to share and tell the stories of the everyday heroes who are taking the steps to make a meaningful impact by changing their relationship with alcohol. If you want to join our community and find out more about the variety of benefits that you can enjoy by becoming part of our 80,000 plus members within our alcohol-free movement, then click the link in the show notes below. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.